0: It's Turn Up to Vote Week at BuzzFeed. As a company, we're trying to boost the number of Americans who are registered and voting in our elections. So here at the podcast, we want to talk to somebody who doesn't vote.
1: At this point, you know, I think when you haven't voted, there is like some shame and I don't want to be ostracized. So I kind of don't tell people and let them, I don't let them know that I've never voted.
0: That's El Abarka. She's a New Yorker who is smart and cool, follows the news, but she doesn't vote. She cares about politics, even. She talks about the election all the time with her six-year-old daughter, Naya, but she doesn't vote. What's going on here? This is No One Knows Anything, the politics podcast from BuzzFeed News. I'm Evan McMara Santoro. We'll get back to Elle in a minute. But first, meet Annabella Barca, Elle's older sister. Annabelle's not just a voter. Voting is actually like her life. Annabelle has run voter registration drives and campaigns. She's recruited voters and pulled them out to the polls. And these days, she's chief of staff to a Democratic elected official in Chicago. Voting is very, very important to Annabelle Abarka.
2: My mother was one of the first people in her family, in our family, to come to the United States and become a citizen. And when I was younger, she knew that voting was important, but she didn't really know about the issues. So she would have me just give her a list of who to vote for. And I was eight or nine years old when I can first remember that I would look it up in the newspaper and then mm-hmm. I would actually give her just a list. And um, a couple times she would take me with her into the voting booth. I mean, cause she didn't have a babysitter. That's what she would do. So it started at a pretty early age for me.
0: Wow. Well, let's flash forward from that to what you do now in your job and registering people to vote.
2: Yeah, so I've been uh, helping out on elections since I was about 18 or 19 years old. Some of the first things I did were actually registering people to vote. And as an intern, the first thing you want is one, not only to register them to vote, but then to come back to vote.
0: What do you tell people who say to you, I don't see the point in registering to vote. Why should I register to vote?
2: I go about it one or two ways. If the person is really kind of um, abrasive, um, I try to inject a little bit of humor into it. And I say, well, okay, great. So then when you need something, um, I won't call you because your opinion doesn't matter. And that usually throws them off balance because then they're like, wait a minute. But my favorite is when people say that, well, my vote isn't, isn't going to count. You know, there's so many votes And I usually give them the example of an aldermanic race here that happened not too long ago um, where the opponent beat an incumbent of 20-something years by literally 31 votes. I'm like, that's a block. That's basically your entire block. If you can go down your block, I'm sure you can find 31 people and you just – influenced an entire election and usually that gets people to change their minds as well
0: so if you had to guess put a number on it how many people have you registered to vote do you think
2: (laughs) uh hundreds i mean it's definitely up there
0: okay well this this brings us to why you're on the show today you're a very interesting person because you have registered hundreds and hundreds of people but your sister l who lives in New York, uh, my understanding is she currently is not a voter, right?
2: No, she is not. It pains me to say that.
0: Tell me a little bit about about her.
2: Uh, Well, my sister, (laughs) I don't know how to describe what she does other than I know she wins awards and it has to do with advertising. She is a mom of an incredible six-year-old. Uh, and she's, I mean, she's my little sister. So when I think of her, I think of the two of us as kids and getting into trouble, but she's very good at what she does. I just don't exactly know what she does. I think of it as like a nicer version of Donald Draper, um, with better hair.
0: <laughs> Ooh, that's, that's one of the best descriptions I've ever heard of a person, a nicer version of Donald Draper with better hair. That's really good. Well, actually, we're going to ask Elle more about what she does because we have your sister Elle in the studio in New York. Elle, are you there? Can you hear me?
1: Hi. Yep, I'm here.
0: Was that a pretty good description of you that you're a nicer Donald Draper with better hair, do you think? (laughs) Uh,
1: I mean, I think that's what I aspire to be.
0: Well, what is it that you do?
1: I'm a digital designer and art director in New York City.
0: And uh, I understand you're a mom. Tell us about your (laughs) six-year-old.
1: Well, my daughter, Naya, she's just this very, like, outgoing, bright little girl who is very aware of, like, politics and the political candidates. So it's exciting to have conversations about Trump and Hillary with her.
0: You talk about politics with your daughter. Obviously your sister is a very by the way, as a pair of sisters, you guys are both killing it, clearly. Like I mean, we've got a chief of staff for the for the city council of Chicago. We've got a a, a digital designer, award winning digital designer in New York. I mean, your mom should be very, very proud. <laughs> but so you talk to your daughter about politics, but yet you're not a person who, as of today, can actually vote in an election. That's correct. Is that true?
1: That's true. Embarrassingly enough, I have never voted. I am registered in Illinois. But when I moved to New York City about nine years ago, I just didn't know how to change my voter status to New York.
0: So, Annabelle, have you and Elle, like, talked about this very much? Have you, you know, is this something that you guys have discussed about how she's been unable to vote? And uh, your feelings about that? Is this a a part of the conversation between you two?
2: I mean, we've definitely discussed it. I think at one point I um, told her about an absentee ballot and uh, I may have even sent her like a link. Um, But that was really kind of like the end of the conversation. Um, It was, hey, are you going to be voting? No. Okay. I should (laughs) have gone into more detail with her.
0: So listen, Elle, we're not here to like this is not here to insult. You. I mean, I think that you're in a position that a lot of people are in, which is that this happens. I think it's interesting in this particular case because you do have like a total expert in politics. You can call it any time that you want. But, you know, that it, it, it happens. Tell me more. You mentioned that you feel like the bureaucracy of the way that voting works in New York has made it impossible for you to do this. Tell me a bit more about that like what the, so so you you your feeling is you got to go and there's a million forms and the forms don't don't like work right and the internet site doesn't work right I mean is that basically what it's been like what the process has been like for you
1: yeah it's been I think the website is just really difficult to navigate through. I know in other states you know you can go online and it just submit and that seems so simple like why isn't it like that? Everywhere.
0: Yeah. Uh, Annabelle, as a person who works inside the system, can you give some insight into why it is that some states just have so many hoops you have to jump through and it's so much harder than other states? Do you have any sense of why that might be?
2: Yes. So a couple reasons. First, uh, there's just been these pretty unfounded allegations of voter fraud. I mean, we're in Chicago and our motto is basically, you know, vote early and vote often. But that's really not the case in 99 percent of the United States. Voter fraud is pretty small. Um, and some states just take that one instance and then, you know, go forward with it and to the extreme Um, And honestly, I feel like it's a form of voter suppression. The more difficult that you make it for people to register to vote, then people just don't, you know, they just give up and then they go their entire lives without actually voting. And um, voter ID laws have made it more difficult in some of the more conservative states. So luckily there are states that, you know, go the opposite and they just say, well, you know, if you're a re- if you're a U.S. citizen, you're automatically registered to vote.
0: I wonder if we could just talk Elle, about for a second, going back to this thing that your sister just said about how the complicated rules make it so people sometimes just never vote their whole lives. Are you, do you have friends who like you? are interested in this kind of thing or interested in voting anyway and aren't able to because it's too complicated? Is that something that, I mean, are, are you the only person that you know that's like that or just, or just a common thing in your life?
1: Honestly, it feels like a lot of my coworkers and friends are voting. And so at this point, you know, I think when you haven't voted, there is like some shame and I don't want to be ostracized. So I kind of don't tell people and let the, I don't let them know that I've never voted.
0: So this is actually a big deal because now you're publicly proclaiming yourself a non-voter. Do you think people who you know are going to hear this and be surprised?
1: Totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, especially because this presidential campaign, I am very invested in. It's so personal, especially with you know my parents being immigrants. One of them is not a U.S. citizen. So... My daughter and I actually participated in a peaceful protest where we built a wall of kindness in front of the Trump Hotel. And, you know, that was exciting for me to talk to her about these issues. So I feel like I really need to vote this time around.
0: <laughs> it sounds like this is a this is a very interesting This is such a personal election for you. Are there other issues that really drive you things that you would be excited To be able to cast your ballot in favor of or against?
1: Yeah. um, You know, women's issues, gun control. Uh, When I hear about how schools are now implementing drills in the event that a gunman enters the school, like that's terrifying. Because when, when my sister and I were in elementary school, we didn't have those kind of drills. You had a fire drill and that was it. Those issues are really important to me.
0: This feels like a very important election to you, as it does to a lot of people. Yeah. This is great, because not only are we are, are we giving you a chance to, with your sister, the politician, on the phone, to proclaim yourself a non-voter. It's very, I think this is a very powerful thing that you're doing. We have with you in the studio Meg Kramer, who's the producer of No One Knows Anything. And Meg, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Now, Meg, do you have anything to tell us oh my God. about yourself? <laughs>
3: I have lived in New York for four years and I'm not registered to vote here. I haven't voted since 2008. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed that I haven't voted since 2008. I feel like I care. I care a lot about voting. I, I Like I I may I, this is a stupid thing to say, but I identify as a voter and uh, I'm not.
0: So just to summarize this for Annabelle and me, the voters on this conversation, we have a sister of a politician and we have the producer of a political (laughs) podcast show. You guys, neither of you are voting. Neither of you are voting.
1: (laughs) I mean, like Meg said, it it's embarrassing.
3: I'm not proud of it. (laughs) If I if I put as much thought into actually registering to vote as I put into this podcast, I would have been registered to vote, you know, a very long time ago.
0: What are so what are we going to do about this Meg? What's our plan here?
3: So I have printed out two New York state voter registration forms and L and I are going to fill them out and we're going to put them in an envelope and then we're going to drop it in a mailbox and then we are going to be registered to vote.
0: L, how do you feel about that?
3: <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> All right. So here are your forms. Thank I'm going to them for you.
0: This is, this is exactly what it's like, folks, when it comes to voting. It really does take, uh, you know, this is a <laughs> democracy and we all need to work together.
3: So I just want to bring up something that I found on the form. There is a section where you can say, like, if you moved where you were last voting. And I always thought that this would be a much more complicated process. Like, I would have to call Massachusetts and tell them that, I no longer want to vote there,
2: and instead I want to vote in New York.
3: But it's right here on the form.
2: So, Angelica, I checked. um, I checked. Uh, You're still an active registered voter, but what will happen is they'll kick you out of the system. Okay.
3: (laughs) This is so great. I wish that we. I wish that I had done this four years ago. I do too.
0: So it's so. so this is so this, so. this is actually proving to be easier than you expected.
2: Oh, you can also be an election day worker. So if you want to know more about how election day works, you can be a volunteer, and in some states, they pay you.
0: What does that job entail, Annabelle?
2: Well, so election day is a very long day. You're basically up at three a.m. You are in charge of making sure that when someone comes in, uh, you hand them their ballot. And then if people have questions, so, for example, they're in the wrong place, uh, you can look up their name and where their new address is and you can direct them. You can also help them vote um, if, for example, they are um, blind or if they need it translated in another language. You can actually mark it down for them, but you can certainly help them. So election day workers are a really good way to learn how the process works. And typically they'll have uh, high school and college students who help with that.
0: Yeah. So actually sounds pretty cool.
2: We are wrapping
3: up this form here. I brought two envelopes with me, so we're going to, we're going to fold them up and put them in the envelopes and seal them.
0: Okay. Well, I would like to ask you L and you Meg what it felt like. To sign that form, to finish that form off. What did it like? Did something go through your mind? Do you feel a weight off your shoulders? Give me a sense of what it's like to finally sign up and be ready to vote.
3: I mean, for me, actually, just like filling out the form and, and re- registering to vote feels kind of like, you know, the the feeling of when you finally make an appointment with the dentist, and like mm-hmm. you, get, you finally called them and gave them your insurance number and. The appointment's on the calendar and, like, you don't have to think about it anymore. You're just, like, finally doing something that you've been putting off for so long and the feeling of relief after that.
1: Yeah, I, I think Meg couldn't have described it any better. Um I feel like I'm adulting. Like, is this adulting, guys?
3: <laughs> so our engineer, our engineer just came on the line and offered to... Take a photo of us with our, with our voter registration form. So, we're just going to pose for a second here. Hang on, guys.
0: This is an. Democracy is literally happening on this podcast right yeah, one, now. One, two, three. Beautiful. And I will send awesome. them to see you later. Thanks. Tyler. <laughs>
3: Thank you. All right, I'm going to put mine in the envelope. <laughs> all right,
1: mine's okay. all set. I'm digging this Jimi Hendrix stamp. All right, we did it.
0: Okay. So, Annabelle, let me get a sense of what you're thinking right now.
2: I think I'm really proud of my sister for a couple reasons. My sister's not apolitical. She's never been, you know, not interested in politics. She just hasn't voted. And that's okay because now it's changed. She's going to vote and you'll get a sticker. In uh, I think in New York, you still get a sticker uh, and you can wear that all day, the day that you actually vote. Um, But it does mean something to me that she's registered to vote now and she's going to actually vote for the first time because it's something that's so personal to me. I mean, I do this for a living and I've been doing it since I was literally my niece's age. So the fact that now she can continue the tradition, I'm I'm really happy.
0: So the next step is just to mail these things. You guess you guys have stamps and everything, right?
3: Yeah, let's uh we'll we'll wrap up here and then we'll go drop them in the mailbox.
0: Okay. Well congratulations again. And uh, Annabelle, I think you did the right thing here by turning your sister in. And Meg, (laughs) I am just glad that now that you listen to this stuff all the time, you can finally actually, you know, participate in it when you're done with it. So it's it's, it's nice that that's that's good, too.
1: And thank you for making this process so much easier. I, you know, I think in my head it was way more complicated and it really wasn't.
2: Thank you for having the both of us. And thank you for showing that the process is really easy. It makes me feel really good about what I do.
0: That was Annabelle and L Abarca. So while L and Meg were filling out these forms, I burst into this long, cheesy monologue on voting in America that just kind of came over me. Well, I would like to be the first to welcome you both to the world of voting. Uh, or we cut it again. because I sound like a hallmark card for election day. It doesn't matter who you vote for. If you gave people Hallmark cards for Election Day. But I was actually pretty moved. You have only one job. You have one job, and that job is to vote. People voting. It's good for democracy. So it's four days after the form filling out, and I'm sitting in BuzzFeed News headquarters in New York with Meg. So Meg, my question for you is, how long did it take? From, like, Googling the form, to Mm -hmm. printing the form out, Mm -hmm. to filling it out, to having it all finished. How long did this whole process take to make you into a voter?
3: Mm, Like, 20 minutes. 20 minutes. Yeah.
0: How long did it take us to make this podcast?
3: Mm, Like, four days.
0: Four days. So, we do not have time to do a podcast for every single person who doesn't vote.
3: We can't scale this up. No.
0: But, we have a website... Buzzfeed.turbovote.org. You go to that. It'll help you register to vote. It'll help you send your friends to it. It'll register, register them to vote. It's a nonpartisan website. Doesn't matter who you want to vote for. You can just sign up, register, and vote.
3: And maybe you need a little nudge from your friends, but that's okay too. Excuse me. Do you know if there's a mailbox near here? What? A mailbox?
0: Uh, The maybe it might be 42nd.
3: 42nd? Okay, thanks. Thank you. Oh, 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 I see one, I see one. All right, I'm putting my letter in, you're putting your letter in. In they go, and we're done. (laughs) All right, now all we have to do is vote. Yeah. We will tweet out the link. Our Twitter handle is at no one knows. Follow us. Get the link. It's not too late.
0: It's not too late.
3: No One Knows Anything is produced by me, Meg Kramer, with editorial oversight from Catherine Miller and Eleanor Kagan, and production help from Julia Furlan and Antonia Sarajito. Our music is composed by Beauty Pill. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. We're at no one knows. Or you can email us. We're no one knows anything at BuzzFeed
0: I'm your host, Evan McMorris Santoro. We'll be back soon with more things we don't know.